Uh, <laughs> this is not financial advice. <laughs> and here we go. Here we Welcome go. to the Crypto Whack Pack. I'm your host today because uh, Sparky's AWOL. I'm joined with my favorite right winger. What's up, yeah, buddy? How's it going? Going good. I like your background. Yeah. It's fast. Uh, you change it out. You get a lawsuit from Joe Rogan or something? (laughs) Not yet. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think I matter enough. (laughs) Yeah. Fuck. What's been been going on? Oh, kind of stuff, man. Sparky picked a hell of a week to to miss miss out. I know. I know. I got all kinds of stuff. All right. Jump right in. Jump right into El Salvador. Gonna do the El yeah. Salvador update. El Salvador's Bitcoin experiment. This is a Coin Telegraph video report. Anyway, uh, last month Bitcoin was adopted as legal tender as El Salvador, as everybody knows. You know, but try to keep an update on it. The country's new Bitcoin law will be enforced starting September seventh will allow Salvadorians to use Bitcoin as a cryptocurrency to purchase goods and services and also to pay taxes. Uh, The El Salvador president, Nabib Bekele, has stated that Bitcoin adoption will hugely benefit the 70% of the local population that lacks access to banking services. He also believes that it'll attract investments and create new jobs. However, the Bitcoin law has raised some multiple concerns. Skeptics say cryptocurrencies high volatility could pose a threat to the country's financial stability and very low internet penetration rate along with a lack of education about bitcoin and cryptocurrency within the country could also prevent bitcoin from reaching widespread adoption in el salvador to boost bitcoin adoption the president has promised to build necessary infrastructure including over 1500 bitcoin atms and government wallet meant to guarantee instant conversions of bitcoins to dollars if they choose to Will that be enough for the monetary experiment to succeed? Yeah, I've been following all kinds of stuff. There's all kinds of like fudge shit that come out. And, you know, they try to read both sides of it. The stakes over September, what, 7th, I think it said. Yeah, September 7th. It's enforced. Enforced. Yeah. So, like, when that day comes, it's just. Bam, here you go. This is what you got to do, and that's it. Or goddamn internet, yeah. They're well, they're kind of like uh pressed to have the infrastructure in place by then for sure, you know. Okay. And as far as education, I don't know, we'll see. When it comes to money, though, people tend to, tend to learn pretty quickly, yeah. I'm sure, I'm sure, but I don't know what other countries are in suit there, they're still falling. Right. Yeah, I haven't heard a whole lot about the other stuff. I've been kind of focusing on the El Salvador. because This is on the negative side because I heard uh, El Salvador protesting against Bitcoin, you know. Oh, yeah. So the President Bacalli's bill uh, that granted Bitcoin as legal tender has uh, yet to be enforced in September. But after the country's distrust and legislation became apparent through opinion surveys, Salvadorians started voicing their disapprovals in the streets. And I, I've looked, Linda, I mean, you could have found a uh, hundred articles about these people protesting in the streets and stuff like that. 
and then yeah. but to find like actual visuals like uh oh, video find or, or photos i found some but i mean it looked like there was about 20 people out there they wrote it's the same 200 people articles. going everywhere around town and doing that yeah it looked like a small parade you know what i mean yeah. <laughs> probably You're always gonna have that backlash where they don't want to see it change and sure yeah i mean it's probably that's anywhere 50 to 100 people yeah yeah Yeah. but this uh this article here says no to bitcoin judging by their ambiguous fight against bikeli's regime and no to bitcoin banners shown in the video shared by the newspapers protesters were categorical about not wanting bitcoin in el salvador a left-wing movement (laughs) popular (laughs) that organized the protests presented a brief request and a repeal of Bitcoin law stating that it was imposed by President Bekele without consulting the people and improvised without the technical studies. Well, what what are they protesting to have? What are they protesting to keep out of, you know? Oh, they're... They uh, signs. Yeah, I mean, they're protesting against uh, Bitcoin. They don't want it as a law, I guess. The representatives who well, issued the statement argued in the legislation that would facilitate illegal activities monetary chaos and further damage the low to middle class Uh, another kind of resistance levels while the organization argued about according to the opinion polls of el salvador citizens and a majority of businessmen disapproved from the law as it would have negative consequences on prices and income and only benefit the selected few one of the deputies who supported the movement against bitcoin adoption stated at a press conference that nobody wants bitcoin and again, like I said, it looked like 50 to 100 people to me. It didn't look like much. Yeah. And, I, and I scoured the internet trying to find something. So I want to get both sides of it. You know what I mean? Yeah, you can't just get one side because then they call you a hypocrite and all that crap. Yeah, well, they're going to do that anyway. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Did you read the New York Times article on what they're trying to do with the infrastructure bill and what they're, uh, they're targeting cryptocurrency? I seen a headline on it, but I didn't dig in it too deep. Oh, uh, that's that's one that I I dabbled in a little bit and I found it and quite interesting. They're like, oh, it's a haven for tax evasion and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. it's the same song being all the time. I know, but we gotta repeat it. Yeah, you gotta repeat it. You gotta repeat it. Oh, good all lord! Right. What's next? Look at that dude. I'm still, I ain't done with El Salvador. Oh, El Salvador. <laughs> this one here is on uh, Yahoo Finance. Moody lowers El Salvador rating. And this is just another one like the uh, Moody's uh, uh, kind of like, like our AAA rating. And all yeah, 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 exactly. They lowered yeah. El Salvador's rating, maintains a negative outlook, partly due to the Bitcoin law. Moody downgraded El Salvador's rating and continued its negative view on the country's economic or economy, partly because of the government's passage of law that will make Bitcoin legal tender in the country. And the rating agency announced that Friday. Its rating actions, uh, Moody lowered El Salvador long-term foreign currency issuer and senior unsecured ratings from a CAA1 to a B3, whatever the hell that means. Uh, no, uh, good in school. You go from a C to a B. There, you got it. Yeah, they went up. They are noting a deterioration in the quality of policymaking 
The agency said that the Bitcoin law and other measures reflected a weakened governance in El Salvador, raising tensions with the international partners, including the United States, and jeopardizing progress towards an agreement with the IMF. Ooh. Yeah, the ratings action held uh, added that the combined factors would increase uh, the risk of El Salvador's ability to access sufficient external financing ahead of bond redemptions. Starting in January 2023, the Bitcoin law, which goes into effect September 7th, as we said over and over, requires merchants to accept Bitcoin alongside the dollar. The law passed by a supermajority in El Salvador's legislations on June 9th, with 62 members voting in favor of the bill, 19 opposing it, with three abstaining. But it has also faced stiff dissident, with some opponents arguing it violates El Salvador's constitution. So that's all the stuff I could find on them so far. It'll be interesting when it does happen. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's coming right up here another month. Yeah, yeah. Then we're going to see who jumps right in afterward. Yeah, it's going to be a shit show right off, I'm thinking, I'm sure. Yeah, always is. Right. Uh, what are you going to do? Give us something to talk about. <laughs> right on. Cardano. Cardano. Cardano and Apple. Did you uh, look or see or hear anything about this? No, a little bit. I was reading it. And then... Pretty impressive. Yeah, right. <clears throat> Cardano and Africa inside the IOHK's Ethiopia blockchain deal. Ethiopian schools will use Cardano blockchain to track student performance, the government said. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. Uh, a few episodes ago, when we had Al on the show, yeah. Mark. Uh, Sparky and I, we did a, and we talked about all this stuff. How, uh, especially over there in the Middle East, I think, I think it was like one in three uh, diplomas were fraudulent. Really? There are certificates, anything. There, there's uh, people that have like a dental degree or whatever, <laughs> and they can't even afford enforce the, you know, like one in three of them are frauds. There's just some guy in his oh, garage. Oh, so there's just some guy running around town saying, I'm a dentist, I'll pull your teeth out for yeah, exactly. a bu- bushel of rice. And a- oh, I mean, and that's just one facet of it. There's other people that are claiming to be doctors that aren't, or Botox, or plastic surgeons, or a veterinarian, and the list goes, list as long as my arm. I think we have that over here, though, too, don't we? <laughs> See, seems like that. Get some quacks here too, man. Don't think we don't. Ethiopia might not be the first place you think for a hotspot on blockchain technology. However, predominantly royal country with uh, only 15% of the population has access to the internet. Imagine, only 15% of the people have access to the internet there. Yeah, right. <coughs> Crazy. Trump took out a pole here, over here, and I lost power for four days there. Uh, internet for four days. Right. Shut the whole damn show down. <laughs> I got <What>? one <laughs> one living out in the woods on the top of the mountain lost his power and the other one's on vacation. Yeah, right. Yeah. All time. What the <laughs> says Ethiopia is going through severe civil unrest in the north. Ethnic strife in the Tigray region recently led to thousands killed. And millions fleeing the country as refugees in the neighboring Sudan. And country also experiment local internet such shutdowns. <clears throat> Ethiopia is thus a good example of the gap between the ambiguous goals of modern technology and the actual circumstances that are on the ground. The IOHK, the company behind Cardano, 
the cryptocurrency believes it can help bridge the gap. Uh, this week, the IOHK announced that it had partnered with Ethiopian government to create a blockchain-based system to track student performance on local schools, which is pretty cool. Uh, the hard, uh, It's a hard country, so if we make it there, we can make it anywhere, John O'Connor from the IOHK Director of African Operations said. It's a dream come true, he says. Uh, local challenges do not appear to be deterring the IOHK from its mission. Life has to go on for the rest of the country, they say. Uh, they go in uh, uh, in a video stream made on April 29th, the Ethiopian Ministry of Education uh, spoke in a partnership saying that the initiative is about to bring technology and improve the quality of education in Ethiopia. Uh, Cardano is one of the top cryptocurrencies, Minister said, which is why doing blockchain with the IOHK is like a dream come true for him. According to the minister, 5 million students will receive Cardano blockchain-based IDs, which will allow authorities to track every student's academic, or, uh, academic performance. And uh, Also, uh, 750,000 teachers will get access to the system, according to the minister. The Ethiopian government struck a deal with an undisclosed Chinese manufacturer to provide enough tablets for the project to happen. So... I mean, you're looking at just between the students and teachers of like 6 million new users on that platform. Right. Which is pretty cool, man. And this is only yeah. one country. And the, the yeah. whole, I've read stuff about uh, uh, Tanzania. And I mean, he's pretty much targeting Africa as a whole. Well, I mean, it's what? The largest on, on the planet with people and all that stuff. Folks do it. Uh, I can't remember. Off the top of my head. <laughs> I think that there's roughly a, a billion people in Africa, I believe. Yeah. And how much of that don't have nothing there? Yeah. 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 You start dabbling of that. Yeah. Bring that about. So they can check anything that they want on them, kid, just by snapping a number in a computer and I'll tell them exactly well, what they're doing. Uh, again, if, uh, if anybody's interested, you can see that live video stream of the uh, IOHK on like YouTube and stuff like that. I, I watched it. I did watch it for like 15, 20 minutes of it. <clears throat> and they did seem pretty excited. And he explained how, uh, you can track uh, a student's progress through, uh, through the blockchain and stuff like that, which makes it so much more efficient. And you can see a kid that's good at science and good at math and bad at geography or, or bad at, you know. Oh, uh, and like, well, how do you say that? Whatever, uh, cater towards where their faults yeah, are. Yeah, yeah. They all. have AI stuff on the blockchain that can kind of uh, uh, help where they're weakest and maybe kind of direct them in a direction of where their skills would be most more valuable most yeah. useful. yeah yeah and again well, this when, is infancy you know what i mean it'll be interesting yeah. to, see, to see how it well, works. how long before you think they're doing that here i mean they got some they must be doing some of that shit here now yeah to, uh, within a, a you know to a certain point yeah i believe that they are but <coughs> but uh with all this fucking at home, you're you're gonna end up wearing a fucking mask again. You know that. Oh, right? I know. Jesus, <laughs> I've been following that bullshit. All of a sudden, the mandates. Oh my god. 
<laughs> the Delta variant. Yeah. The, they'll flag you on YouTube too for talking about that shit. Really? You don't want people like us out there talking no. about. <laughs> yeah, they do. Anyway, variant. that's enough about Cardano. It'll be interesting to see. I think before you really see like true results or and to know the direction that it's gonna, it's gonna take years. You know, five to oh, ten years sure. to and stuff like this. Crisis, the infrastructure alone there to get that going yeah. is gonna be massive overtaken. Right. Uh, uh, it's it's starting with the twelfth grade students. When the project goes live, it's gonna start with twelfth grade students and uh within the following year or so like that they're gonna go down the line 11 12, yeah. you know so even so just every that, year yeah even just that's gonna take a lot of time yeah <clears throat> all right moving on what's next theta 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 drop theta man they got a new uh token coming out oh what is it yeah it's called t drop t drop strictly for nfts there for you go. Uh, this website right here, the, their Theta Drop. They have all kinds of stuff going on. I guess the hell. Katy Perry. Old Diamond oh, Day yeah, and yeah. And this dude. But that T Drop thing, that, that's. Uh, well, we'll go back there, I guess. I don't know. I thought I had to open some of these up. But you can go on here and uh, oh, I'd have to log in again. No, I don't want to. I don't want to do that. Jesus. But anyway. Uh, it's kind of getting like an open sea kind of feel to it where you can see all, I mean, they have all different kinds of NFTs and I believe that soon, probably within the next year or two, you're going to be uh, going on uh, things like this data drop to buy uh, concert tickets. You're going to buy. You oh, know, really? So uh, what the fuck was the name of that website that you can do that now? Like stop up and shit. Like Ticketmaster. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That's what same, this is. Same thing. Yep. And that's what that T drop's gonna be, I believe. Yeah. Says introducing a new Theta ecosystem in 2022, the T drop NFT liquidity mining token, which is pretty cool. And this is pretty long winded, so bear with me. <laughs> <laughs> <We're> ex <laughs> We're excited to announce the Theta ecosystem 2022 white paper. Read the latest on the Theta version of the media and entertainment now decentralized video delivery and edge nodes works with the Theta drop and introduction of the T drop NFT liquidity. So they already have a Theta token, which is like their general governance token. token. Yeah. Yeah. And the the T fuel is like the utility token. That's yeah. what you use for fuel and that's what you're rewarded for mm -hmm. for uh post and content or I've been doing pretty good. We're gonna do an update on the uh, edge node and the theta, the guardian nodes and stuff like that. Because there's like four different ways of earning T fuel on there, <coughs> and I've been doing it all, man. I'm doing all right. I got the yeah, theta. Yeah, he's just smiling. Hey, yeah, I got the edge node up and running. Finally, that's yeah. going. I got the guardian node up and running, and then you can do what they call uh, edge computing. And edge computing is uh, basically you're lending out uh, your computing power to uh, validate videos and stuff like that, I guess. Yeah. To, uh, I wish I could explain it better and I'll do more homework on it. And really, but basically it's, it's uh, something to do with the video service and your computing stuff for them. And there's what they call edge catch. I believe was it's another service that you can do to earn T fuel, 
and that is just lending out your broadband. That was like yeah. the initial. That's when thing. people need it, then they can borrow it from you, then uh, give it back. <clears> you know yep. what I mean? Okay. Yep. And the bigger the uh, the network grows, the more that they're gonna need that. You know. Yeah. But right now, I'm just I'm doing it all, and you can set your computer to like uh, light, kind of like light duty. How much power you wanna send out, or medium, or or full. You can fucking wide open. This freak wide open. She's running hot. She's the old yeah. girl running hot. Oh. <laughs> oh. I'm gonna have to get another computer just to do all that stuff. Yeah, I bet. Yeah. Anyway, uh, uh T drop facts. What is T drop and how is it gonna be used? In order to increase the rate of adoption and liquidity of the Theta Drop NFT marketplace, a new TMT20 token, T drop, will be created and incentivized through the NFT liquidity mining. T-drop tokens will be earned uh, by users each time they make a primary or secondary purchase by using T-Fuel on the Thetadrop NFT marketplace or through a third-party NFT DAP built on the NFT marketplace or smart contract. I know. That's a lot to kind of sift through. And, you know, a lot of people... It's like, whenever you use your shit, you're going to be rewarded it. for it. It's like a credit card getting user mileage or whatever. Like, they use it at any certain <laughs> store. Kind of. Yeah. Well, it kind of puts you in a, a certain group and you get... Like it says, the T-Drop users that hold a balance of T-Drop will earn VIP benefits, including, like, early or exclusive access to NFTs, limited edition packs, unique offline perks, and more. T-Drop will also serve as a governance token for the Theta Drop and the NFT marketplace. T-Drop holders can stake their tokens by gaining voting rights and propose changes to the Theta Drop. The first T-Drop vote proposal is expected to, uh, to be the earn rate of T-Drop for liquidity miners. As the voting process prog uh, progresses and stabilizes, T-Drop holders will be res responsible for creating new proposals to be voted on. The community proposals will also serve as a test bed for the commu uh, community governance futures and uh, to be implemented on a Theta blockchain itself to be voted on by the holders of Theta token. So that'll be like you. You can you'll be able to vote on that shit. Then. Well, mind, right? but yeah, uh, and that's the one important thing that I want to stake out is because uh, people are going to ask, how do you get the T drop token or whatever, and they're not having an ICO. The ICO, the initial coin offering. You know what I mean? I think you got shocked on that game show for that one. <laughs> wow. Yeah, fuck. <laughs> that's, what that, that's what that's short for, an ICO, initial coin offering. And basically, I mean, they're not all bad, but you got to really kind of be, uh, it's a red flag because a lot of the shit coins, they'll have an ICO and get investors to put a bunch of money in, you know what I mean? And then they release yeah. a token and the 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 programmers or the team will get like 40% of them. Uh, price goes up four or five months down the road. They drop all the, to on the, all the tokens on the market, you know, and uh, slip out the back. And they just made millions and sometimes billions of dollars and the token goes away and goes to shit. <laughs> that's where uh, you need regulation in crypto and stuff like that. But if people just do their own homework and educate themselves, you can protect well, yourself. That can be avoided, yeah. Right. So the T-Drop's not going to be distributed that way. How T-Drop will be distributed is T-Drop's going to have a fixed supply of 20 billion tokens <clears throat> with the target launch of February 1st, 2022. 
The breakdown of T-drop token allocations are as follows. 30% of the tokens earned by the NFT liquidity mining on ThetaDrop platform for a four-year period. So for four years until that supply is met, like they might come out with 10 billion or whatever the hell will be initially on the market. <coughs> then they'll have uh, uh, liquidity mining for it. 20% of the T-drop will be staking rewards for decentralized governance a four year, for a four-year period. For four years, T-drop will be staked and earned that way. 20% of T-drop for Theta validators, guardians, and including delegated stakers for an 18-month distri distribution based on the average daily Theta staked on the balance from August 1st, 2021 to February 1st, 2023, with one-third distributed on February uh, 1st, 2021, or 2022, ex excuse me, then one-sixth distributed for each following of the quarters. So if you're running a validator node, a guardian node, you're gonna get 20% of that, with one-third of it is yeah. gonna be distributed February 1st, 2022. So you'll get one-third of it. 2021, that's coming right up. That's uh, tomorrow. Uh, <clears throat> no, that's from August 1st, 2021. This is the balance that you have theta staked. So they're going to oh, go from oh. what you have staked on August 1st, 2021 to February yes. 1st, 2023. And you'll get one third distributed on February 1st, oh. 2022. So they're going to so check out in February. Yeah. Yeah. The, the T drop token comes out February 1st, 2022, unless something uh, pops up Fucked or. Up. Yeah, <clears throat> and they kind of judge what you have staked from August to February. If you have, so you know, keep that stake till then, then they're like, oh yeah. So anybody that's running the Guardian node will get T uh, drop for free uh, for airdrop. There you go. Which is pretty cool. Yeah, Whack yeah packers, we're something. all prepared for this. Twenty <laughs> percent Theta Labs Dev Team eighteen month distribution from August first, twenty twenty one to February first, twenty twenty three with one-third distributed on February 1st, 2022, and then one-sixth distributed each of the following four quarters. And 10% will be reserved for Theta marketing advisors and partners not vested. So, and right here, they go into, well, will there be a T-drop token sale? No, there will not be any token sale event. The above distribution is for the entire supply of T-drop and no more can be created. If you see any offers online for T-Drop, be sure to report it to which the platform you see it is a scam and efficient attempt. Okay. So anyway, they're going to have another token, which I'm pretty excited about. I like free stuff. You know what I mean? Right. Okay. <laughs> well, now, I mean, you went in through the hassle starting those nodes and staking all that shit. Yeah. Do you, have, uh, you own any XRP? No. No? No. No. Does everybody like ask? It, they had something similar called Flare Network. Uh, yeah. Whatever you had on certain exchanges, some honored it, some didn't. <clears throat> if you had a ledger, you had they had like a snapshot of whoever held what for XRP. I believe it was December 12th. And you will get one-to-one -one pretty much for uh, Spark token for every uh, XRP that you had. Anyway, Flare is going to airdrop another token called uh, Airdrop Canary Net Canary Network token to XRP holders, and everybody's always asking me about this because it was pretty big back. It's XRP, there. they hear about them in the 
news. Yeah, I know. It was it was right before the whole lawsuit and SEC and all that horse shit. Yeah, yeah. And the market was just starting to take off again in this bullish, you know. And uh, yeah. a lot of people bought XRP because they knew that they were going to get this uh, Spark token for, for free. Mm-hmm. You're going to say airdrop. Anytime they got to fork the network or going to go off the, they have to give the initial holders what they had, you know what I mean? So they're exactly. using the XRP uh, ledger for the Flare token. But now Flare's yeah. going to airdrop Canary Network as well for anybody that had that snapshot in December 12th. XRP holders who participated in the Spark airdrop snapshot in December will receive a second airdrop. Flare Network's announced today. And we haven't even received the first one. And then I, I believe I read a while ago, it was going to be like, uh, last year, I read it was going to be like in the second quarter of 2021. And that's come and gone. We still haven't gotten them. Yeah, so I got yeah. people asking me what the hell, what's going on, man? <laughs> I don't know. I don't work for fucking XRP. What the hell? Right. Right. All them. So that's why I'm doing this. <clears throat> XRP holders who participate in the Spark airdrop snapshot in December will receive a second airdrop. How exciting, right? Flare Networks announced today. Flare plans to airdrop for XRP holders. Uh, a Canary Network plans to launch to Canary Network called Songbird. In the announcement, the team said it would airdrop Songbird's a native token. It's going to be SGB in the next six weeks. So within six weeks, you should be getting this token. Flare aims to bring the Ethereum-based smart contracts to various non-EVM compatible networks like the XRP Ledger. While the project is scheduled to go live in September 2021, the team is now planning to launch Songbird for security testing and experimentation. The CEO and founder Hugo Fillon uh, confirmed in a blog post. It sounds like they want to launch it to, to make sure the Spark token is going to go smooth and stuff. Like they're going to put oh. this bullshit platform out there and let everybody so have covering it. Covering their ass with it. And send stuff out there, and and if it goes to shit, they're like, yeah, we can't do the, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Phil Brown described Songbird as an adversarial environment to for live tests and, and bug discovery in long term. According to the team, Songbird will be a critical in testing the network's architectural, uh, along with core systems that include time series Oracle and state connector and F asset system. You go further out of the applications planned on the flare will be tested on Songbird in an attempt to fla- find and exploit bugs. So in December 2020, Flare Network announced that its network token Spark would be airdropped to all XRP token holders. The same XRP holders will, who participated in the snapshot will now receive SGB as well. For every one XRP at the time of the snapshot, uh, you'll have a 0.1511 SGB tokens will be allocated to you. Flare was uh, incubated by Ripple Startup Accelerator Program X Spring in November 2019. Besides XRP, it will support other three crypto assets, XLM, uh, Litecoin, and Doge. Sparky's Doge. <laughs> I think I'm going to get him some up. Doge for Christmas. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Send that. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Some baby doge. <laughs> so anyway, I hope that scratches your XRP itch because that's all I got for now. Yeah. Here's something you wanted to talk about. Ethereum London Hard Fork. Yep. Did you do some research on that? Oh, I did a little bit. 
You got some Ethereum? You, you an Ethereum holder, Mr. Carney? Yeah, just a little bit. Yeah. That's good. I think that's good. That's wise decision. Yeah, it is. All right. Where are you going to go with it? <laughs> Ethereum's London hard fork. What is it and why? It's an why update. Controversial. Huh? It's an update. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's an upgrade. Yeah, pretty much. Running decentralized network isn't easy. <clears throat> With no single person in charge and whole communities end up being involved in implementing the upgrades. This brings us to Ethereum. The blockchain is currently in the throes of a huge transition. It's moving from an energy intensive proof of work algorithm like the one used in Bitcoin to proof of stake. Already heavily delayed, Ethereum's transformation can be best described as completely renovating your house while continuing to live in it. <laughs> as well as being hugely cumbersome and challenging, there's also a risk that a rogue beam could crash on top of you while you're sitting on the sofa. Right. Generally, the ETH community is rather excited about moving to proof of stake, uh, <clears throat> not least because it should enable the network to handle more transactions per second. There's also hopes that the added scalability will tackle the, the high gas fees on Ethereum, which is like the biggest thing for small guys like us. Yeah. Uh, but you probably expect the arrival of Ethereum 2.0 without controversy as it arrives come closer and closer. The improvements are being made to the current proof of work blockchain, and some critics aren't impressed with that at all. I know that this, when they first come out with this, uh, the, there was like a bunch of miners that were gonna go rogue. They were they were threatening to attack the network, and yeah, <laughs> it's basically that's what it does. It takes it takes up ninety percent of their of uh their revenue away from them yeah, i mean they could have uh they could start staking them like the average person it just won't be able to mine they'll have all this mining equipment that'll be actually absolutely irrelevant from that point forward yeah because there's a lot of them tokens that it's uh they're gas refund tokens they call them or whatever and this yeah. gets rid of, right rid of them i mean these people yeah, well, are straight off about it I was reading a couple interviews with other people that are involved with it, and they're mad. <laughs> they're mad? Yeah, they're pissed right <laughs> off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, the next major upgrade coming to Ethereum blockchain is the London hard fork. Although it's not, it's difficult to pinpoint exactly when it'll be released. It's looking like about August 4th. Now, that's yep. just on the corner, so this is, yep. is very relevant. Glad you brought it up. Contained within the hard fork is five Ethereum improvement uh, proposals, otherwise is I uh, EIPs for short, Ethereum yeah. improvement proposals. It's a tongue twister. It's there that we find the devil in the detail and the reasons why non-insubstantial chunk of the community are unhappy. Uh, Bitcoin has a fixed supply cap, meaning that there's only 21 million Bitcoin that will ever exist, ever. By contrast, Ethereum is an inflationary cryptocurrency, which means that there's no upper limit on how many Ethereum can exist. Miners re were uh, rewarded with brand new coins every time that they validated a block, which happens roughly every 15 seconds. They're also compensated with transaction fees that are paid by the users. Uh, EIP 1559, which included the London hard fork, aims to change this. Once enacted, miners will no longer receive income from transaction fees. Instead, it'll go straight to the network in order to be burned, which could result in the circulating supply of Ether beginning to dwindle over time. So it'll kind of be deflationary, Deflation. potentially giving the ETH's value a boost. 
there are benefits here. One of them is that it should help the transaction fees a little bit more and make them more predictable for those that use that actually use the Ethereum blockchain for its actual use. There's been widespread exasperation of the congestion that we've seen on our network. Uh, by the triple threat of the bull market, the explosion of NFTs, and the thriving DeFi sector, which I think that's going to be huge. I mean, this is going to be huge too, but I think that the N NFTs will be spread over more networks. And I think 90% uh, of DeFi is going to be run on, uh, on Ethereum. <clears throat> but understandably, some miners are annoyed that they're not, they're not just annoyed, they're pissed. Yeah, yeah, they're pissed. They're, they're pissed. Yeah. They're annoyed that they're going to lose crucial revenue. Uh, especially considering that two ETH that they get per block reward these days is substantially less than the five that they used to receive a few years back. There are miners who are attempting to adopt a glass half full mentality when it comes to these changes. Uh, users are still going to have the chance to pay tips to increase their chances of transactions that are handled with urgency, plus efforts to make the ether uh, deflationary should ultimately mean that the remaining ETH that the miners receive as a reward will end up being worth more. So everybody expects the price to go up. You know, you, yeah. I heard everything from in the next five years up to $20,000 per ETH. <clears throat> you know, short term, I heard even $10,000 this cycle. That's, that's a lot. But we will see. It's, it's uh, something that ETH just a little more than a year ago is like 90 bucks. Right, it's what twenty four hundred bucks right now. <laughs> right. Yeah, twenty four hundred bucks. Fucking Bitcoin went twenty eight thousand dollars to forty two thousand dollars this week. Get that from your four hundred one k, huh? <laughs> kind of return. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> no wonder Charlie Munger's all panties all in the asshole of the week. straight off. Oh yeah, I got an asshole of the week here too. You hold on, I got the same for that dude. <laughs> Uh, so other big changes in Ethereum. Another notable Ethereum improvement proposal in the London Hard Fork is known as the EIP3554. The lumen threat for Ethereum miners comes from a form of difficulty time. It's a time bomb that will essentially make ETH ridiculously hard to find, so much so that they won't be a financial incentive. Uh, we see this time bomb push back to December 2021, theoretically giving miners a little bit longer to get their house in order. So, yeah, big changes from proof of work to proof of stake yeah. should make it deflationary. So hold on to your Ethereum as adoption keeps going up and up and up and up. And that's why I don't I get like the past month or two, man, everybody freaking out, selling their Bitcoin. I had Just to talk had to talk a few people off the ledge last week <laughs> and it's like 30 grand and today we're at 40 it's like jesus i just want to <laughs> slap stand the hell back quit staring here it's like they're staring at one tree you know what i mean yeah. just step back and see the whole forest how many times have you said it though they do it on purpose they, they watch all these big timers push it all in they're like oh they're selling their shit we gotta sell we gotta sell then they turn around and they swoop in and scowl all that up. And they're yeah, like, oh, if you if you want to be a trader, you have to consume yourself with this all the time. Right. And I know ninety eight percent of people don't have the time or the fucking fortitude or even yeah. even the ball you know, self discipline to do that. Yeah, 
So you just buy it and hold the damn thing. Right. You got people out there doing the work for you, like us. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I mean, yeah. look, you get you get uh, people whining and pissed them on that price drop fucking five, six thousand dollars. And then you can look at the technical analysis. And like I said before, sometimes that's like <laughs> reading tea leaves or going to get your palm read or some shit. <laughs> I mean, there are people do that. Miss Cleo, they're all there. <laughs> Miss Cleo, man. I wonder what the hell happened to her. I know she's buying Bitcoin. I bet they found out she was a fraud. You know, <laughs> oh people's lives are ruined. Of that. She made out. How come she didn't tell me to buy fucking Bitcoin? No, I don't know. Anyway, you got news like this. You know what I mean? German law allowing institutional funds to hold crypto comes in effect August 2nd. Okay. Now hold Thanks. on to your shoes. As much as uh, $415 billion worth of investments could possibly flow into cryptocurrency as new laws govern and, and they're worried about their $300 worth of Ethereum that they got. <laughs> Anyway, Gabriel, what's that? They bet the farm on them. All right. Well, beginning August 2nd, 2021, German institutional funds will be able to hold as much as 20% of their assets in cryptocurrency, possibly setting the stage for a wider mainstream acceptance of Bitcoin and other crypto assets in the nation's pension funds. As Bloomberg reports, a new law alters fixed investment rules governing special special funds whatever special for an effort <laughs> that's some german fund uh, also known as special funds which are only accessible to institutional investors such as pension funds and insurers special funds currently manage about 2.1 trillion dollars Say that again. Special funds currently manage about $2.1 trillion or 1.8 trillion euros worth of assets. And now they have a ton of money. It's a fuck ton of money. That's right. And they are able to put as much as 20% of that into crypto if they choose to. Oh, shit. And I know a lot of them were chomping at the bit to get into crypto. I'm not saying that they're going to throw the whole 20% at it. You know what I mean? That's on the yeah. real extreme high end. 1% would be in the extreme low end. But uh, from all the hedge fund people, I listened to uh, uh, the Mooch here last week. He's a pretty uh, listen to uh, investor and stuff like that. And he, he thinks uh, probably t between 2 to 8% is that will go to crypto? about the normal. Well, he, he, I mean, not even talking about these Germans here, just just oh, oh, oh. the institutional investors. What is the smart kind of target of that? You know, I mean, like he put like 2% and now that 2% is like 16% or whatever. So they think that he's like extremely irresponsible. And it's like, <laughs> well, it grew to that. I didn't, you know what I mean? Yeah. <clears throat> Crazy. No. What? So this takes right off here the second. That's a couple days. August second, yes, August second, big big thing for for uh, Germany. On one hand, institutional investors such as insurers have strict regulatory requirements for their investment strategies, and on the other hand, they must also want to invest in crypto. 
and they will <clears throat> they will at least they these places don't hire idiots you know what i mean you can see stuff you can see chart you know where it's yeah. going where it's headed yeah. they do they do too they manipulate stuff by throwing uh bad news did you know that you can just like pay certain uh uh news well yeah any news now but <laughs> but pretty much you, you can pay to uh have a, a news platform run an article so yeah. you can have all us is gonna uh you know uh make bitcoin illegal or whatever and you can you can pay them to, to run that and then the next week, run it. all the time you see it all the time. Oh shit! They manipulate the news, which they manipulate the price. Yeah. But yeah, that's a that's a big one right there, bud. Oh, that's, that's good for Germany. Good for Germany. Yeah. Getting regulation where it needs to be. Oh. Us over here, we're still fighting for fucking regulation. The SEC yeah. won't get their thumb out of their ass. Right. They gotta put the right winger on them. Start knocking on doors, buddy. <laughs> That's what they're gonna do with that vaccine. That's what no. they want in New York. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm here knocking on past no fucking pamphlet. Here. Go away. Uh this is uh, encouraging a little bit. After rejection, rejecting Bitcoin's ETFs, the former SEC chairman uh, Clayton joins fight for approval. <clears throat> after he, Jay Clayton, this is the asshole that that through the xrp under the bus i think <laughs> and filed the lawsuit against him on his last day on his last day he's like Fuck these guys. yeah i believe so and now the the new sec uh chair gary gensler i don't know if you know who that is little little scrawny balding guy he's got some videos on youtube which i recommend people watch gary gensler uh, the new sec he used to be the uh mit he used to work at mit and he did uh uh some classes on blockchain bitcoin and blockchain and stuff like that yeah so if you want to i mean it's it's pre they're pretty in depth i think there's like eight or ten uh videos on there that are each about an hour or so long so but if you want to really get a good grip on what blockchain and bitcoin is <clears throat> oh he goes right down to it tells you exactly what it is and how it works yeah how it functions and what the then they speculate a little bit on the possibilities of uh but uh it's i mean mit they're not idiots you get uh, a no. lot of smart people there you know what i mean and these yeah. people see it as uh whatever the hell your opinion is on one thing or a, you cannot deny the fact that everything's going to change but bitcoin whether it's accepted or not accepted it's already changed it's forcing everything to change you know what yeah. i mean the old system is not going to be you know there but i digress as the sec chair gary gensler announces his rulemaking agenda uh, his predecessor, uh, Jay Clayton, is working at the same, uh, some of the very sectors in the vestment that his commission failed to act on during his time and tenure. Uh, the One River Asset Management, where Clayton serves on the board, recently submitted a registration statement on the One River Carbon Neutral Bitcoin Trust, uh, the proposal exchange traded fund, uh, ETF, that 
everybody, I, I think there's like between 14 and 18 uh, uh, applications in to the SEC now. For you know, there's going to be a point where there's going to be a coup saying, Hey, (laughs) you gotta do this. It is the latest attempt to get approval approval for the all elusive Bitcoin ETF. They already have them in Canada, they got them in Brazil. I think Australia's got one. It's you know, the United States just digging in, man. After several previous proposals are rejected. Uh, the tenure, as well as the latest in a long string of offerings selling themselves on the environmental bona fides under the ESG designation, which that's fucking horse shit, too. That's how I feel about that. ESG. That's how you really feel. I will. <laughs> Damn it. And why the fuck did they get rid of that fisherman's platter hungry man thing, man? <laughs> I'm the only one eating that. <laughs> Jesus Christ, can't get that in the supermarket no more. Pissed off about it. Oh, shit. Anyway, during the fourth year of chairmanship, repeated uh, attempts to gain approval for a Bitcoin ETF have failed once again. And despite the protestations, is that a word? Somebody wrote it. It's in Forbes. Protestations. Despite the protestations. I never heard that word before. Call them bullshit. Anyway, the protestations of the activists and out of the financial service industry, the commission have failed to act on an ESG disclosure reg, uh, regulation and even moved to weaken the sector's uh, momentum with a proposal of a restricted ESG consideration of retirement accounts. He no longer a government official. He needs to earn a living to pay for his fancy Manhattan apartment. You're not going to get paid for being neutral on these topics, he said. Professor at University of Michigan Law School says people are hiring you to be an advocate to endorse. They're doing the lane credibility. So if you're monetizing your reputation, you're going to have to pick a side. I mean, who better to have on your if you're if you're putting an application for an ETF on a some sort of funded board, uh, you know, financial board or whatever? Who better to have on the board except for the former SEC? <laughs> you know, what I mean, former yeah, chairman right. of the SEC. He can tell you, oh, now that's bullshit, and they do this, and they do, you know. Yeah. So anyway, he's probably yeah. I'm sure he's financially incentivized to you know. It's probably has nothing to do with his. He he probably don't give a shit. No, he shit. Not none of them do. I wonder if he owns it. You think he's got some? Of course, they all got some. You can tell me no. Think all of them. Well, I. I bet you this one don't have any. Oh. This week's asshole of the week. Really? Yes, sir. That's right. (laughs) Yeah. Elizabeth Warren is this week's asshole of the week. Our first yeah, she she's a she's our first lady. Yeah. Well, hey. Well, we're going to do this then. <laughs> Did you hear anything about her? That's right. <laughs> She's breaking them glass ceilings. Here. Breaking them glass ceilings, man. <sighs> Elizabeth Warren pressures uh, Janet Yellen regulators to address the growing threats in the crypto market. Uh, she, I, I don't really think that she's like a, I want to say asshole of the week, but 
The only reason I stick her in there is because it's like relevant and it's like right now. You know what I mean? I, I think that she just doesn't know. She doesn't have a damn clue. And that uh, I think she really somebody to put on to it. They're like, go you over there. Go over there and look and see about that crypto shit. Now, well, I think that she I think that she probably really does think that she's doing a good job. You know what I mean? Oh, I'm sure. I do believe that. Uh, Senator Elizabeth Warren urged uh, Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen to identify and remedy risk posed to cryptocurrencies. Uh, Warren pressed Yellen to use her power as a leader of the Financial Stability Oversight Council to ensure the safety and stability for consumers in our financial system. Warren's letter also came out and said that uh, lawmakers kicked off a hearing called cryptocurrencies. What are they good for? You know what I mean? She's a. Uh, I went. Sparky had a good point there last time we talked. Because all these assholes of the week are. How old is she? Baby boomers. She's 72. Yeah, baby boomers. 72. Yeah. Well, all these high ranking politicians, they all do question, you know, QAs. I wonder if we can get her to put a shot collar on and start answering <laughs> their questions. <laughs> Wrong. Bam. Uh, she get more respect, I bet. For the shock. Yeah, yeah. That bitch is crazy. Look at her. She urged Secretary Janet Yellen on Tuesday to identify and remedy the risks posed by cryptocurrencies to craft a comprehensive and coordinated framework through which the federal agencies can continually regulate the virtual coins. Warren is a member of the Senate Banking Committee and a longtime critic of the na- national largest bank pressed by the Treasury secretary to use her powers why well, we heard that we could break that four times she cited five risks posed for the unregulated crypto market in her words they are one exposure to hedge funds and other investment vehicles that lack transparency two a risk to banks isn't that awful have a risk That's to terrible banks. terrible terrible yeah i think i i uh i had another article uh, early on the week, I, I should have brought it up and I forgot. I think that I can't remember the timeline, but there was over two trillion dollars that were embezzled through banks, and I can't remember the timeline. Really? But the the more money has been illegally oh. fucking used through banks than there is the entire cryptocurrency market. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Uh, that's shit people don't know. Maybe. So they well, turn on the news and they that. read that article right there. Risk the banks. I'm like, holy right. fuck, we gotta oh, take our money. They take it now. Goddamn kids and their computers. Uh, anyway, they uh unique threats to uh posed by stable coins. That's they're they're scared of the a stable coin taking the place of the US dollar. Uh used in cyber attacks that can disrupt the financial system. And the risk from decentralized finance, which you, you goddamn right, there's a risk there, because your guy's financial system's gonna collapse because this is gonna take over. <laughs> yeah, right. Those so people understand it, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. You don't even have to do nothing. You just put your shit on there and lend out your money, make good rent, mm-hmm. you know. So you're earning more from it than the bank would have paid you for yeah. putting your money there, and yeah, whoever is yeah. borrowing money. It's like shit. I, I'll I'll pay less than I would if I had to pay the bank. Yep. Well, what there the hell do I know? They call that 
every little layer is getting unfolded in front of people's eyes and they're starting to see it more and more about what the hell's going yeah. on. Well, she, she said, she went on to say, uh, that cryptocurrencies are led by shady cyber shadows or something like that. Just because they don't go to work wearing a suit and tie means they're shady. Well, they're, uh, faceless. I think that's what she said. Faceless, shady, <laughs> and that's so not true. People don't understand. I can go on. I'm gonna, we're gonna have to do that on here sometime. I'm gonna have to go that's on it. the Bitcoin network and show you that you can't hide something. All them people, they're not faceless. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Uh, the people in the banking sector that's fucking with your money right now, they're you faceless. Don't know who the hell is. And they don't have no laws. They, they ain't scared of nobody, you know. And when their little playground when they, tumbles off them, what happens? The government bails them all out. Yeah, they all print some more money. Again. Oh, print my God, here you go. They print more money, which devalues your money, which people don't really realize. It. It's kind of like stealing your time. Oh, oh, I got something. Where the fuck is you, you know, every anybody that's ever worked and uh, punched a time card, that you know, you've done it too, right? We've all punched yeah. time clocks. How many fucking times have you checked your hour? Are you like one minute late or some shit, and boom, there goes 15 minutes. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. You know how much, like, at the company, like, like the one I'm at now, um, uh, if the, you know how many hours throughout the year uh, on the broadband of, of, uh, you know, throughout the time of a year, how many hours that they've, how much money they've saved from doing that? It's just good business. It's never in your favor. You know, they never you know. paid more. You never got, hey, I yeah. only worked 45 hours this week and I get paid for 48. What happened? Never oh, happened. Next week. <laughs> it never <laughs> happened. on your check, buddy. Thank you for bringing that to our attention. Well, well, when that goes that way, you know what I mean? Their, their math is like, it's flawless. <laughs> you know what I mean? There's a little chart that I found. I know you can't see it on here, but it shows yeah. like a I got the purchasing power of the U.S. dollar. Oh, US dollar. The time that the, the Fed is created to, to now. It was pretty interesting. And like the major things that affected it, like when FDR executive order 6102 making gold illegal. Yeah. Then uh, Bretton Woods Established as USD as world currency, you know, the timeline and how your dollars like, yeah. Yeah. Just since 1980 something, I believe what we've lost 87% of the purchasing power. Fuck yeah, we did. After Nixon uh, goes off the gold standard for the country. Yeah. Boom. That's 71. Yeah. And then now it's just a bunch of goddamn crooks. That's all right. They're all anyway, right. we got a little sidetrack. Elizabeth Warren, she's okay. our asshole of the week. Yay! That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Moving First on. Female. Yep. Moving on. You want to pay attention to any of that Olympic shit? No, a little bit here and there. A little bit here and there. Yeah, why? What's going on now? Oh, nothing. I mean, besides all Bitcoin that, the flag and all that shit. That's why I don't want. I don't watch 
football or none of that shit anymore. Mm-hmm. Just once they started taking knees and all that shit, fuck them. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll watch the <laughs> the girls' soccer team. They all kneeled down except for the three black girls on the whole team. They stood I, there I, with their hands up. Then they got their ass beat. Pretty funny. What the hell? That's so <laughs> ridiculous. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Bitcoin price holding about 41000 the highest since May. After 10-day winning streak, the longest that's had in eight years. Uh, we've had 10 daily uh, candles. Yep. 10, 10 daily candles that closed in the green, which I can't ever remember. Well, like I said, eight years. Past eight years. It's what? $1,000. It went up. It's boom. It's like that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. 28,000 and all of a sudden, plow. I mean, 42,000 would speak and they come back down to what, 40 something. Right. So uh, people are confused and, you know, they, uh, what the hell? Wait, what the hell here? Yeah, right. What but anyway, you see right here one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Ten daily clothes were, uh, if I let this sit idle too long, I gotta reboot the whole damn thing. I don't know why. Yeah, right. Say so anyway. Stock, stock to flow chart. Stock to flow. Carney knows about this. Yeah. This is what I mean. Look at the forest. You know, forest through yeah. trees, right? <laughs> yeah. This right here is the price over here in US mm-hmm. dollars. This yeah. here's the timeline. This over here is a day's. From the haven okay so the yep. blue is like the haven from when it goes blue to red boom that's your cutoff from the haven and you see what happens and you see what happened in uh the this this thin blue line is actual the mathematics of the stock to flow and yep. people by what the hell is stock to flow the stock to flow is a number that shows how many years at the current production rate that's required to achieve a current stock the higher the number, the higher the price. Okay. <clears throat> now pay attention because I explain this to people quite a lot and they don't seem to get it still. <laughs> I'm only saying this <laughs> shit once. <laughs> the stock to flow number that we get when we divide the total stock of yearly production flow, it tells us how many years are required at the current production rate in order to produce that current stock. Okay. So if you're using gold, well, okay, they explain it. For example, gold has a production rate of around 3.0 metric tons, okay, per year. And the current stock for the whole world is estimated at 185 metric tons that we have, okay? So that's all they produce is three metric tons a year. Oh, that fucking shit's expensive, man. <laughs> but roughly there's 185 that it's already on the surface and they put an, an additional three every year which means that that current production rate of three metric tons there's already 185 metric tons it would take 62 it would years take 62 years to dig out all the gold in the current circulation so it takes 62 years at three metric tons a year to, to have 185 so if you had owned all the gold in the world at that point in 62 years, you would only own half of all the gold on the world. 
Does that make sense a little bit on how uh, stock to flow works? <clears throat> you don't need to explain it to me. The Frenchman knows. The Frenchman knows. <laughs> nice. Well, a lot of people don't understand it. But anyway, this is what the stock to flow is, okay? And going through the 21 million Bitcoin and the timeline and stuff like that, that is that thin blue line. This is probably the most important chart in Bitcoin period. Yep. If you stand back and just buy and hold and forget about it and don't stare at the damn price every six hours. You know what I mean? Oh, my God, sell the house. <laughs> Damn, we're going. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. Uh, it's fun for the teams and stuff like that on Twitter, though. Yeah, it is. That they're they're priceless, really. Come up with new ones. Like, come on, now. makes me laugh. <laughs> I'm coming for you, Ricky Bobby. <laughs> anyway, uh, the the blue is the having, and you can distinctly see how the having has an effect on it, and then it settles down and comes back to the stock to flow. This is the lowest that we well, aside from probably here that we come below that stock to flow, but you see where it comes at the end of uh, this uh, price cycle here for Bitcoin that we're in right now seems to most correlate with the 2013 one. Cause it looks like we had a top and then uh, a correction with reaccumulation. And then you see, as it turns yellow, usually the yellow, which is when we're about a thousand days out, away from the next halving is when we get the biggest price swing up it's been yeah. the same thing so you like where where you got it where 2013 then it turns green like it's riding yeah. that blue line real tight then it starts going up then your biggest price jump when it goes back down which is 2019 that still peaks out higher than than your 2013 price yeah. you know what i mean way back here in the 2010 and stuff like that 2010 2011 the 2011 is the big price one but that you, you you can't you almost can't even kind of use that because there was so much bitcoin that got dumped into the into the market at that point okay and you needed it to you know what i mean so the price went from one cent and then two years went to 10 bucks and they're like wow i'm selling you know what i mean <laughs> and nobody's seen this coming and, and everybody Every conversation with people that not they're like, well, it's too late. For, I'm too late on Bitcoin. And I've heard that, you know, everybody here has said the same damn thing. Everybody. Yeah, you're not going to go in and spend, you know, $100 and buy 100 Bitcoin. But right. Yeah. A little, so that's bit, a little bit, a no. little bit, a little bit. Well, no, you might not make a billion dollars no more, but, you know. <laughs> no. He's still probably going to triple or 10 extra money in the next five years. Yeah, that's right. kind of cool, right? Yeah, right. So anyway, that's the stock to flow <clears throat> chart, and which kind of brings me to McCaff's law, which uh, is an, the other part of it. There's stock to flow chart from plan B and McCaff's law. I don't know how familiar you are with that. Don't even know. Don't even know. No, no. Well, McCaff, this this dude here, okay, Dr. Bob McAfee, or McAfee, or McAfee, <clears throat> McCaff's law explains how to value a network that grows exponentially, uh, exploring the network effects of a business like Apple, Facebook, Trula, or Uber, or whatever. All these, uh, you can take the McCaff's law, it says, 
and, and lay it over any of these digital networks and kind of see how they're valued. Because most people don't know how to value a, a network. It's not the same thing as as, as valuing, uh, you know, copper, or silver, or commodities, or oil, or, you know what I mean? A network like Facebook is, is uh, I don't know if you know anything about the six degrees of separation, or you familiar with any of that? No. Six degrees of Kevin Bacon? You ever heard of that? <laughs> no. No? Well, it's a bunch of these smart kids in college that took the six degrees of se uh, separation and kind of made a game out of it and applied it to Kevin Bacon. And through mathematics and stuff like that, you can connect any person on the planet to Kevin Bacon and six people or less. Really? And, and that is the same, pretty similar to, to this. Yeah, so you can I know six that. people. None of us know Kevin Bacon. Well, you're not looking at it right. You know what I mean? <laughs> Because you can no, say Kevin Bacon. That you that you uh, worked with this guy that rode in a third cousin that went yeah. to college with this guy that went to school with Kevin Bacon and and it's it's not failed you know what I mean ever really and you can use that through uh, I seen a documentary on YouTube about uh, medical stuff with diseases and shit like that you can link any disease to any other disease with six uh, things or less or whatever you can link any electrical grid on the planet to any other electrical grid on the planet with six or less there's some sort of magical mathematic thing that people really can't you know put their finger on with that anyway this McCaff's law is something similar you know uh, the network effects typically account for 70% of the value of digitally related companies. Uh, network effects are popularized by Robert McAfee, uh, one of the co-inventors of uh, the Ethernet and the co-founder of uh, 3Com. McAfee's law says that the network's value is proportionate to the square number of nodes on the network. And the end nodes can be computers, servers, or simply users, for example. If a network has 10 nodes and the inherent value is 100, 10 times 10, the square value would be 100. If you add one more node, then the value is 121. If you add one more, then it'd be 144, nonlinear exponential growth. So it's just a way of... Uh, of uh, figuring out a network effect and the more people that are on a network and the more that it's used the more value it's going to have to it and with that being said the wallets of bitcoin bitcoin wallets in the past six months have doubled mm -hmm. there's twice as many users as there was six months ago and we're still just getting started <laughs> it's still yeah, just know, right? you know yeah It'll jump out a lot, like when this El Salvador shit happens and everything's legit. That happens. You're gonna see. Phew. Yeah, I think the El Salvador stuff is like super, super important because it's kind of the trial and kind of like uh, I was talking about the flare, the old yep. Canary Network, so they could try out shit and see if it fails and stuff like that. Yeah, this is the same thing here in this application of it. You know. I don't see how that they cannot work there. I, I mean, I'm not the smartest, I'm not sharpest tool in the shed or anything like that, 
but with the volcano stuff and they can actually like gather that free energy that's going to be there anyway they can gather that and make profit off it sell it and trade it for goods outside of their own country yeah. why the fuck would you not do that you know what i mean they're gonna do it. if if you could if you lived in seattle and somebody told you you can go outside and collect rainwater in a bucket and then sell it on ebay to these assholes over here and they'll buy it all day long man <laughs> why wouldn't you do that oh yeah you know it's just people getting their hands on their kind of it all it is yeah them getting slapped with sanctions and all that shit i mean we'll see we'll see for sure yep uh september what was it september september 1st or 7th september 7th yeah september 7th i think was the the official day yeah so we'll see if the network crashes huh yeah yeah <laughs> What it really will uh, do is is uh, uh, that whole strike thing and Lightning Network and and uh, it'll yep. it'll really validate that stuff if they're able to not have any problems. Yeah. Don't know. But anyway, that's all I got for this week, buddy. Got that's all I have time for this week. Yeah. How long have we been? Fucking hour and ten minutes. Really? Wow. It's been longer than that. We started before eight tonight. Yeah. <laughs> Actually went pretty good. Mark will be proud. Mark will be proud. I gotta do this uh update thing. We're gonna give away some Bitcoin, man. Really? Yeah, I should have that at the beginning. <clears throat> but we're gonna give away Bitcoin. And we're gonna give away a lot of Bitcoin. We're gonna <laughs> give away Bitcoin every week, actually. That's really? The- <laughs> really? How much of Bitcoin are you talking about? Uh, we're gonna start off with twenty-five bucks a week, and then go. we're gonna move up to fifty bucks a week. Vinish, <laughs> are you listening? Vinish, yeah, but we'll know if you <laughs> listen to the whole damn video, huh? Be all <laughs> yeah, over. put that on the very end. I'll be <laughs> retweeting the shit out of that. I'll have Mark edit and and uh, figure this all out. Mm-hmm. But anyway, man. All right. All right, it's been real. You gotta do it. It's well, been real. Some sort of sound effect or something for this. What the hell? What you want? Uh, I don't know. Something. Ah, ah, ah. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Goddamn crows. <laughs> Fucking buzzards on the island. All right. There you go. He's got his groove going. <laughs> Stella got her groove back. All right, man. All right. Uh, signing off. We gotta get our little uh uh. Signing off is that little uh, Mexican fest of music there. Tell us that. Oh, oh. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> this one? <laughs> That's it. Yeah. All right. Right on, buddy. Have a good one. All right. <laughs> <laughs>